Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we have Alex Sines with Home Equity Pros. Yep. And he's here to show how he's earned already a million dollars in wholesale fees by the age of 21. I'm a little bit jealous. Uh, so if this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trang, broker owner of Stunning Homes Realty, co-founder of the OfferFast Wholesale app, the one app you need for uh, wholesaling. And I help people, I help people become real estate entrepreneurs. If you're excited for today's show, give me some waves, give me some hearts. And before we get started, I did start the show because we want to give back to our community. Uh, I've struggled before. I know Alex has struggled before, and we want to shortcut that, shortcut that struggle for as many young leaders as possible. I don't charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this, so here's all I ask. This is your only cost for listening to this show. If you get value, please tell a friend. Either share this episode right now, tag a friend below, or tell them your best takeaway from this show later on. Uh, that way we can all grow together. Don't forget this is a live show and so please post your questions and Alex would be happy to answer them for you. Ready to go? Absolutely. Let me just finish sharing this and get it going. Okay. So good to go. I will start with a softball. What got you into wholesaling? Well, first, uh, first and foremost, thank you for having me on yeah. here. Uh, I mean, I've watched majority of these and they're awesome so i mean the value that you're providing for out there for free you know on your own time uh, is amazing so thank yeah. you for that oh it's my pleasure yeah so what got me into real estate um i think the the best answer is i would i would say would be uh would be god yeah because <laughs> uh, i never planned it so a little background so uh i grew up with the my dad was a contractor okay so from i mean since i can remember the age of five i would go on small projects that he was doing and growing up, I wanted to be a construction manager. I wanted, you know, I want to go to college. I think they pay like 70 to 80K a year. So that was like my intentions, you know, uh, throughout high school. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it, I, I never thought about being an investor. So, uh, you know, after, you know, graduated high school, I went through some hardships in life. Uh, parents divorced, you know, um, lived in a trailer park. Um, you know, I just, very humble upbringing. Um, and what got me into real estate was my buddy Jalen White. Yeah. I'm sure you know him, right? Oh, he's a little bit of a legend, so yeah. Yeah, he's a legend. Uh, so one day, um, it's like two weeks before graduation, and uh, he says, uh, hey, Alex, uh, can you go down with me to see a property uh, that I just bought? I'm before like, you graduated high school? B before I graduated high school. Oh, yeah, man. two weeks before graduation, <laughs> I learned about wholesaling, right? So he's like, hey, hey, Alex, uh, do you want to go down with me uh, to see a property that I just bought? I'm like, you just bought a property? I mean, I have like negative <laughs> 20 in my bank account. Like he's 18 as well. So I was just, you know, mind blown. And uh, we go to this property. And I think the reason why he wanted me to go is because it was a very rough area. A little here. sketchy? It was, yeah, very sketchy. I mean, boarded up, crackheads around the corner. Right. Um, but, you know, it uh, turns out like he ended up, you know, telling me about real estate. Um, and he was still very new at it, but he gave me enough information to intrigue me mm -hmm. uh, and then two weeks after that like a day before graduation uh, he shows me his bank account and he closed a $13,000 deal and uh, that was all the proof that I needed right. uh, <laughs> to, to start real estate so he introduced me to, to wholesaling uh, mid 2015 and he closed his deal left for vacation for like three months so <laughs> now I have like yeah he, he introduced me but um, and I was very eager to learn so right. throughout those three months um, just looked at every YouTube video that you can think of on real mm -hmm. estate. Like, I mean, even the legends like Ron Legrand. Yeah. Um, just old, old videos. I mean, uh, you know, very bad quality videos, but very good content. Right. Uh, so started then and um, it was it was by accident. I, I mean, it just happened. Uh, didn't go to college. I was going to enlist in the Navy. Didn't do that. Kept, you know, banging out real estate. For, and it took me eight months to get my first deal. Really? And those eight months, um, they were not pleasant, I'll tell you that. You learned a lot uh, of lessons. So that's the next question, where what were some of your early struggles? Uh, no guidance. Uh, really, you know, I grew up, and I'm, I'm a very confident guy, mm -hmm. uh, so I grew up, and it, it can get the best of me, I grew up thinking that I can do everything by myself. Yeah. And during those eight months, I mean, I got the first deal by myself, um, you know, help here and there. But for the most part, it was just, oh, I'm going to do this by myself. I don't need anyone. Mm -hmm. So early on, if I would have now, I'm taking all the help I can get. Yeah. You know, I learned from everybody. So uh, early on, um, that's that was one of my biggest struggles, just you know, putting my ego down and 
really learning from people that were crushing it that I can, you know, duplicate in my okay. life. And before you came in, I was doing some research, so I came across your, your journey story on YouTube. Yeah. And there was a quote that jumped out on me, and I'm probably butchering it, but uh, God doesn't put you through a row that you cannot come out of. Something yeah. along those lines. So you're going, you're, you, you're dealing with something where you lost five grand. What let's, where oh, was that deal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, you know, like I said, eight long months of just constant, um, struggle to get my first deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, during those eight months, I gained 45 pounds, like just depression, every bad emotion you can think of was going through my mind. Mm-hmm. So it's very, I mean, there was, it was, it was not easy. Uh, but during that, um, during that time, about December, which was six months after I, you know, learned about the concept of wholesaling, I got a 5K deal under contract mm-hmm. and got it under contract and it was set to close January 2nd or the 3rd, if I remember correctly. And I quit my job Christmas day. I had $1,500 to my name from my saved checks. You know, I actually saved the checks. I didn't cash them because I knew I would waste them. So I was living off credit cards but I, I wanted to stay cash heavy, which right. I still do. <laughs> um, so I quit the job and I flew out to Dallas um, for New Year's. Mm-hmm. And out there, I mean, I'm I'm very I'm very giving when it comes to family. So I was buying, you know, small gifts here and there. I went to a Cowboys game. Yeah. Uh, sat like second row. I mean, nice. so I was uh, I spent it thinking that you know when I came back, um, your cash and checks you didn't have yet. That's right. So I was spending. That's one thing I learned now. Do not count your money too early. Right. Especially in, in real estate, because anything could just turn real quick. Yeah. Um, you know. So so fast forward. You know, after I came back from Dallas, I had three hundred dollars left, and on that Monday, I get a call from the seller saying, "Hey, my dad. Uh, well, the seller's son. Hey, my dad has cancer. We're not going to sign closing docs." And at this time, I didn't know about memorandum. And plus, I wouldn't even, I w- it didn't come across my mind just because it was such a tragic situation in their family that I just just moved on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I lost that $5,000 deal. So now I have you know rent coming on, living at a studio by myself, and I had to borrow money for rent. And I mean, here we go again. You know, right. No job, you know, uh, had to borrow you know money, so I'm in debt even more. I have like 3K in credit card uh, bills and um, it was just a, it just crushed me at that yeah. moment. Um, and then you said that you gained a lot of weight and all this other stuff that was going. Like, what well, what was the lead up? Because right now, you know, I know there are a lot of people that, that are wholesaling houses full time, watching YouTube videos, yeah. and they're dreaming the dream, and they think that it's just gonna. Be, oh, I'm just gonna go wholesale and make you know a crap load of money. And yeah. I'm sure you had that aspiration. I know I've had some crazy ideas. Yeah. So how? What were some of the struggles, and how can we help some of those people going through that struggle? Well, um, bef- before I, I go there, so af- let me just finish off this story because I think it's very, it's actually very interesting. So I went 10 days of like pure, uh, just er- like I'm telling you, every negative emotion that you can mm-hmm. think of, right? So those 10 days, I just, I want to quit. I'm quitting at life. You know, everything's, um, you know, total victim me- mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, 10, day, 10 days later, I drive for dollars. On the second house that I find, I look, I look up the owner's name. Uh, you know, county assessor. I, I look up uh, his number on Intellius, which is a very low quality data company. And yeah. uh, <laughs> they advertise the most. Yeah, they have. I mean, yeah, they have a good marketing budget. Right? Yeah. Uh, ended up contacting the seller, uh, and just to fast forward that, I got two deals from that second uh, house that I drove for dollars in. Right. And to this day, I have not got a deal that's exact same way. Yeah. So I know it was like I call it God's wink when, mm-hmm. when God just reassures something in your life. So right. I mean, uh. The, uh, I got the deal under contract, and three to four days later, uh, the next day I found a buyer. I called all the uh, people that uh, individuals that had uh, houses for rent in the area, mm-hmm. and then uh, he was a cash buyer. He closed in three days. So, I mean, from January second to the thirteenth uh, was just horrible, horrible. Just wanted to quit. Um, I was looking for jobs, and then got a blessing like yeah. the thirteenth, fourteenth. And then three, four days later, I got a check for thirteen thousand dollars, and that right. was my, that's my first deal story. Yeah. So it, it's it's crazy. What um, I want to add to that too, for the guys that didn't uh, watch the story, was that this was a you were just listening to a Christian station, and yeah. you were just wallowing in depression, and that yeah, was the I message was, that I came was through. I was broken. I was. I mean, I was heartbroken. I was. Um, I was just done. I mean, yeah. I, I had gave. I really had had gave in, and um, my girlfriend. Uh, 
she invited me to go eat because she was still working so she invited me to go eat and i remember so she invited me to go to buffalo wild wings yeah <laughs> like i remember every detail and uh, we saw by her grandma's and she's like hey i'm gonna get ready do you want to come in i'm like no i'll stay here so uh, i mean i had gave in but i'm still like like man i was this close like just right. thinking so switching through stations and um certain uh there's uh christian music so i'm you know i've always i've been a christian my whole life mm -hmm. i've been you know part of the church since i can remember so i've always had an immense amount of faith and during that time i just i felt this i don't know warm feeling right. and uh, and i heard uh, the radio host uh mention you know god doesn't put you through a road that you c that he knows that you won't overcome mm -hmm. something along those lines right and that and at that moment, like that's when I just decided to drive for dollars. Yeah. So it was just it was a moment in my life where I just felt extremely guided, and it's it's really hard to explain. If if honestly, I think every one of us has those little moments, and I call them God's winks, mm -hmm. when He just when you just know like okay, this didn't happen for a reason, or it, it didn't happen for no reason, it happened right. for a specific purpose. And now looking back, it's like that was just a huge blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to some of the struggles that did face that led up to that point mm -hmm. or were some of the struggles and how did you overcome those struggles for the new guys that haven't done a deal yet so when i first started yeah um well first of all i would i would say i didn't have a mentor or mm -hmm. or guidance um and I, you know i i didn't have money for a mentor but there was now like looking back there's there, there's different ways i've could have i could have um added value to someone's business in return for for mentorship so yeah I think uh, just following a, a, you know, someone that you resonate with and, and uh, someone that, you know, you kind of vibe with, um, just finding someone that can guide you. I mean, listening to constant podcasts, this show. So yeah, early on, that, that's something. Uh, and then just staying in tune with the, the business and those in the business. Mm -hmm. So that, that's something that, that really helped looking back now. Okay. And then, so I saw that you're also flipping Jordans when you were hustling. So before you were flipping <laughs> houses, you were flipping Jordans. So let's talk about that. You're always yeah. a hustler. Yeah, I mean, I sold candy in school, and uh, we would do like the uh, for football. We do like cookie dough mm -hmm. fundraisers. I would be like the top guy because yeah. I was hustling. <laughs> um, that money never came to me, but no. paid our uniforms, right? Right. Uh, yeah, for, for the Jordan story. So I I, I got a pair of Jordans uh, in 2008. Um, I think I was like 12, 12 at the time, and uh, my mom gave me a pair for my birthday mm -hmm. or Christmas. One of those can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I ended up selling the pair like a month later, um, <laughs> which is not something you do. I mean, if you get a gift, <laughs> yeah, don't sell it. But I ended up selling it or selling, you know, a pair. It was a pair of 13s for the Jordan fans out there. And, you know, I got like 200 bucks. I went on Craigslist and I started lowballing uh, people that had Jordans for sale. So kind of just started and before you knew it, um, you know, two turned into four and then four and five and then you're trading. And then I would trade like Jordan, like I'd pair, I would trade like a really good pair of Jordans, like retros for Jordans and like a jersey. Yeah. So then I would get the Jordans, I would sell the jersey, get cash, and it was just an <laughs> ongoing thing, a sneakerhead. Yeah. And uh, before you knew it, I mean, about a year and a half later, I had like 24 pairs, and then I ended up selling most of them. I, I think I still have like eight. Yeah. They don't fit me anymore. I'm, I'm size bigger now, but um, I bought a, I bought my first car as a freshman in high school. Wow. So I was the only freshman. I didn't have a license. I mean, <laughs> don't. Uh, I mean, I have a license now, but at the time I didn't. So, but it was pretty cool being the only freshman driving a Mitsubishi Eclipse. <laughs> yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw that you were at the. So there's two things that stuck out for me in the last couple of months, was that you were able to go to the Cavaliers game. That's right. That was pretty cool. And I was just, you know, from you know working your butt off. How was that? Yeah. So I mean that um, that was a huge. Uh, fulfilling moment in my life yeah. and something so simple that we can all do but it's just like uh it was just amazing so backstory so i've been a lebron james fan since he hit a game-winning shot against the magic in like 2009 so like the bank shot yeah 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 okay uh, yeah on the dwight howard team yeah and that was the first nba game i've watched i watched i was at red robin it's crazy i have a great memory <laughs> yeah and uh so i followed him all along like when he went to miami and i remember um when I was like 12, 13, like we moved into the, the, the trailer park and while my dad's like fixing the trailer home up, the mobile home, um, we have like a small TV and we're helping him, uh, you know, clean up and build the kitchen and stuff mm -hmm. and just watching like the finals. And he's gone to the finals for like the past eight years. So it was just the, 
like you know as a 13 year old I, I dreamt of doing that so yeah. i had the chance and we had great seats and i mean we sat next to donovan mitchell uh me and my buddy austin so yeah it was pretty cool. a bunch of celebs everywhere it's pretty sweet so I think the other thing too, and it's for inspiring everybody else. I mean, it's not just about the cars and everything else, but you're also able to help your brother, right? Yeah. So he's 19, and he's doing wholesale deals now. Yeah. So yeah, he moved in with me when he was fresh 18. Yeah. And um, he's been under my wing, and he 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 got his first um, self-generated deal. He gets deals for our company, but right. his own deal. I didn't help him. Um, he, I, I mean, I taught him the ropes, but he did everything. I can't take credit for that. I made sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, He's, that's yeah, nineteen, that's, and so it's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay, so, um, what are the first five steps? I mean, we talked about the mentoring and, and and educating yourself and everything else. But if you were, you know, starting brand new today, what were like the first, maybe not five, but first three or four steps you would take today? Don't overcomplicate it. That would be the first thing. Um, what I always think of real estate as is it's not a it's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a marathon. Um, so any progress that you make day by day is going to add up, you know, so right. one step at a time. And I'm sure you can agree with this. Um, you know, one, you know, one step, one step, one step. And before you know it, you're up. Yeah. You a very compound effect. Yeah. Compound effect. Uh, so yeah, don't, don't overcomplicate. No, it's, it's the long run. I mean, I started at 18. I wish I would have started like at 12, <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but then I have people telling me like, Oh, I wish I started at 21. Yeah. So, but you know, we can always wish that right. we could have started earlier. Uh, but I've, I've kept. Um, I haven't burnt myself out. Yeah. I've been very, you know, uh, progress. Systematic. Prog- yeah, very, you know, prog- you know, progress, progress, progress. Yeah. Um, so that'd be the first thing. Number two is, like I said earlier, follow someone that you can, you know, uh, resonate, vibe mm-hmm. with. You know, someone that you, um, you, you trust. You know, even if it's not on a personal level, but you like what they're putting out there. Right. Like the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, number three. Patience. I would. I would say patience. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna come when you want it. It's not gonna come how you want it, but it will come. Right. Uh, just like that first deal. I didn't. I mean, I didn't think it was gonna come like that. God's like, oh, I'm gonna take this five thousand dollar deal away from you, but here's thirteen thousand. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it it, it didn't. I didn't expect it to come like that. But right. looking back, it's something that you know, just be patient in the process. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great advice. I, I think Andrew LeBaron, if you're listening, patience. That's his big. He says that's that's what he wants to work on the most. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. As a, as an entrepreneur, you're like go 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 go, but yeah, marathon marathon. So right, now you got to remind yourself. Uh, so what are you most passionate about? Growth. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about that. Just how much? So I ask myself, like, how much can I squeeze out of myself mm-hmm. until the day that I die? Right. Yeah. So, you know, how how much am I capable of, um, and how much is in me? Um, I think I heard I heard Grant Cardone say um, someone said like uh, you're squeezing out all the juice he's like I don't want any juice left <laughs> <laughs> like when I'm when I'm in my deathbed I don't want any juice I don't want yeah. no energy left so it's something yeah well that guy's a machine I mean he's yeah I think, I think he liked the, the picture you posted it well it's a picture of you so yeah it was sweet. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah but that was awesome you know it felt like a touch definitely from a celebrity so that was pretty cool yeah it's awesome uh, okay so you're talking about growth I saw that you were at a Mark Evans event, yeah. right? So let's talk about how do you invest in your growth because that's obviously a very important characteristic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like I said, there's always something you can learn from anybody. So yeah. uh, I go to this year, probably go to like eight to 10 mastermind events. Wow. Uh, throughout the country. Uh, last year was great growth year. Um, it's really, not, I'm not afraid to, to invest in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it always comes back. It, of it course, yeah. Um, but yeah, I went to Mark Evans. I, you know, I, I'm in other select groups and just constantly just networking and, and building relationships and, uh, you know, just taking in, you know, information from people that have been in the business for 20 plus years. Um, because I, for me, you know, mentors, they shorten the learning curve. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I can, you know, get 20 years of experience and shrink it down to a year for me, like that's, yeah. that's game changer. So. Okay. Do you know how much, and this might be a too personal question, do you know how much you invest in your personal growth? Uh, last year, I mean, I'm done with my books now, so I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> including travel, well over 40 grand last year. This yeah. year, um, 
I have some big goals. I want to join this uh, mastermind called uh, Genius X. Mm-hmm. It's Dean, Dean Graziosi's group. I want to join that same group. Yeah, so it's 100K a year. Yeah. And, uh, sh- sh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sh- uh, it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that, I, that's on my that's on my checklist, right? So yeah. So by the end of the year, I want I want to join that. So very that's, cool. Very so cool. just constantly growing and, and just getting to these high high level groups, um, just building myself up that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think they say um, the rule of thumb should be about ten percent. You know, ten percent for tithing, ten percent in your personal cool. development. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Um, I saw that you've got wholesaling real estate 101. What's that about? On the YouTube? Yeah. Uh, so I was getting the same questions over and over again. And, um, you know, I was posting, you know, progress, but I had this message from this guy and he said, it's, and if he's watching this, thank you. Thank you so much. He said, uh, it's cool that you share content and stuff mm-hmm. or, uh, or your progress, but you're not showing us how to do it. You know, we're struggling here. Help us. Yeah. So that really touched me because I've been in that position where, you know, I've reached out to, you know, bigger guys and they just gave me the backhand. Yeah. And no, I've been dealing with that too. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I understand they're busy now in that position. I understand. So yeah. I want, I was getting the same questions over and over again. So I decided to make a YouTube channel, uh, just my name, Alex signs and just giving out free content. But over the last, I haven't posted like three, maybe four weeks. Right. I just had to prioritize some things in my business and life and then mm-hmm. been traveling to these events. So, yeah, uh, but I definitely want to get that going and just start giving hope and uh, solid content um, out there. OK. And then we were talking about beforehand that after this is done, we're actually going to put this whole thing yeah. on, on there, too. Yeah, I'll be too. posting it. Yeah. Yep. YouTube channel. So if you guys started late, you guys can still catch it later on on YouTube. Uh, OK. And then I checked out your space, you know, you, Carlos, Sal. And you guys got that pool table, which is pretty cool. Yeah, did you win? Uh, that's not really important. <laughs> um, you know, everyone tried really hard, and that's uh, what matters. Yeah, it's the effort right? that counts. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Progress, progress. Progress. <laughs> uh, so what is what does your organization look like today? Okay, so I, I am, uh, I'm CEO, uh, so I handle marketing and dispositions. Mm-hmm. I have a CEO slash main acquisitions manager. Yeah. His name's Andy Garcia. I've known him since six years old, since I was six. Wow. Uh, we have s- very similar stories um, and I love him to death. Um, so he's my main acquisitions. And then I have two acquisitions under him. Okay. So total of three. Um, and I have the rest are agents. Um, okay. 15 agents. 15. 15. Yeah. Wow. I, and then I mean, are you yeah. doing, you're in the same ph- school of philosophy, like Raphael, Carlos, and Sal, where you guys are making offers over phone? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, we don't Man, go on appointments. It drives me just crazy. crazy. Yeah, we just, I mean, we, after <laughs> comping thousands and thousands of properties, like mm-hmm. we know, you know, we, we have our thing down to yeah. science. So. Okay, so you got three acquisition guys and 15 cold callers? Cold callers, yeah. That's okay. Right. Um, how about dispositions? I still handle that. So you still handle this. But position. it's very systematized all through Podio. So, you know, get a property, gets pushed out to our disposition app. And uh, I mean, it's just blast it, and then yeah. our offers come in. Okay. So it's, um, I mean, we have 14 active deals right now, and I think all are sold in like yeah the last 10 days. So. Cool. Very cool. So yeah. Okay. And what states are you in? So I I'm uh, 80. I would say 70% Phoenix, 10% Tucson, 10% Vegas, and 10% San Francisco. Uh, so I have like two agents in San Francisco, two agents Vegas, two agents in Tucson, the rest in Phoenix. Okay. Uh, but I do majority of my business in Phoenix. Why are they in San Francisco if you guys aren't going to the houses? So we, I have someone on the ground there. Yeah. Uh, but ke- but honestly, uh, we still lock up deals over the phone. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got one in Oakland, and that was just all over the phone. Okay. Uh, we had the sellers send us pictures. So. And so are the spreads. I think you were saying in one of our meetings, like, hey, you guys are ridiculous for being in Phoenix. The numbers are way better in San Francisco or California. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the same. I mean, I want to say there's not a huge, um, there's no there's no desperate sellers there, mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. Uh, but there are reasonable sellers mm-hmm. in every market. And for the same, maybe a little bit more cost per lead, cost per deal, uh, you, I mean, the spreads out there are insane. Like, we got one in Oakland for two... 40 worth 450 
and that's we're gonna rehab that because yeah i mean the days on market in that specific area are, are quick 24 hours so, yeah so there it's insane you have yeah you have 10 plus offers in the first day yeah as soon as the sign goes on the ground yeah that it makes sense for me and uh, plus none of my capital um is held there because yeah. i have partnerships that fund everything so very cool just leveraged right the right way and then what are your top lead sources um cold calling that's all i do that's all yeah. i've been doing for the last two years cold calling cold calling okay so then it's got to be a specific list or type of people that you call uh every list that you can think of uh i mean when you have a handful of agents and you know you're targeting callers uh you know your absentees which yeah. actually is probably one of my least favorite uh-huh. um but you know tax defaults a huge one in any market um empty nesters is good um the oh i like owner occupant 20 mm-hmm. plus years mm-hmm. um because no one so a huge so here's a nugget so on we last year we did 52 deals and half of them were owner occupant which is pretty it's odd to hear that because yeah. most you know wholesalers are doing absentee you know tired landlords um things like that but we did a bunch of owner occupant deals and what we did there we so our huge our, our huge pitch was um um 30 days rent free after we close mm-hmm. and that that hooks sellers yeah because you know they get their money and then they have time right uh, to look for a place so and then um you, know, you could do a holdback five thousand dollar holdback but mm-hmm. uh, for most of the deals we didn't do a holdback but since they are owners not tenants they actually take care of their property so right. they respect that so well, well i was never worried about them damaging i was worried about making sure they left yeah yeah well, the eviction laws here aren't that bad in san francisco they're they are tough oh yeah, yeah no it's not it's nuts yeah okay so now that we talked about the list now i want to skip trace that list what do i do uh, i use need to skip okay um i've tried i mean for it's the best bang for the buck i mean i've tried tlo a- anything that you can think of but mm-hmm. i mean when i first started batching skip tracing um i was paying 65 cents a record mm-hmm. uh, and then with need to skip i mean they crushed that so i use i use that how are they getting better data do you know uh no clue i mean my my guess is credit bureau data uh, data yeah credit bureau data data so just very updated information and i mean we get all our deals from there okay just quality data and then plus we contact so i mean i understand you can go the cheaper route so like data finder which mm-hmm. is like four cents a lead with one number um but i never go cheap i right. mean you're spending all this money on marketing your phone systems your acquisitions you're put paying commissions you know why go cheap with data you know you want to increase your chances of reaching that prospect um so i just i don't go cheap with data go okay quality oh no that's a very good point yeah. uh so you got any interesting war stories war stories yeah anything that's like man this any crazy stories stuff that you've uh, you've wholesaled or flipped um yeah so we went on this appointment in um in buckeye for yeah. a piece of land. So it was a piece of land here in Phoenix and the seller lived in Buckeye. Um, and my acquisitions manager, uh, he, you know, he went on the appointment and <laughs> it's funny. So he, he showed up and the, the contract price was like, was for like 3000 mm-hmm. and there was like $6,000 in back taxes. So he got to the house and uh, the seller, you know, he, he's getting mad and yelling at, at uh, my acquisitions guy Andy uh, because he uh, apparently we said that we we're gonna pay the taxes so it, it turns crazy right so mm-hmm. the guy's yelling at him Andy's feeling uncomfortable Andy's a big dude he's six five you know 300 pounds and uh, <laughs> and he said he said in the back and he recorded a video which is I know it's like it's, it's crazy so he, he recorded a video in the back the wife is is going crazy looking for something in the in the uh, the drawers like scavenging th- I don't know if it was a knife or a gun or something yeah so that that was that was crazy uh, for me so that's probably the craziest story that's happened in, in ours and but we don't get a lot of crazy stories because remember we do a lot of things over the phone um, so we kind of you know right. push those crazy stories to the side um, I mean for me I I showed up to a house in South Phoenix and there was 15 dr- drug druggies in the house when I walked in mm-hmm and uh i really felt like my life was in danger <laughs> so that i mean imagine just, you know you open the door and then you walk in and then you just sleeping and i don't know what they were doing never seen stuff like that yeah uh but for the most part i mean nothing nothing too too crazy <laughs> okay uh what would you say are some of the critical components to your success 
Uh, simple, effective systems. Okay. Um, keeping it very simple, very lean, and just um, focusing on well, business success or personal? Um, well, I would say business. I would say the what's leading to your business success, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, just simple, uh, simple and effective. We can get, you know, we can get this loophole of constantly finding the next thing. Okay, what's you know what better marketing is there? What better mm-hmm. list? This, this, and this, and this and that. Uh, but for me, it's just really just you know keeping my head down and just focusing on what's working, and just making sure that I maximize in that specific thing. So staying focused. Staying focused on what's making money. Stay, staying focused. Yeah, cold calling. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Because if you're not cold calling right now in this market, I don't know what to tell you. You're missing out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then what's your biggest struggle right now? Um, it's a good question. Not letting go. Um, and I'll tell you why. So I haven't let go of like dispositions and marketing and I'm, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one higher away from me stepping out of the whole business. Yeah. Um, but I've, I'm so young that I don't know what I'll do. Like, so <laughs> that's kind of, I've been, you know, back and forth on that. Um, I, I, I still want, I, I still want to stay involved in the business, but I know there's another, uh, path for me, um, right. which is developments. So just yeah. focusing my energy on that. So just kind of delegating what's developments. Uh, so I want to get into small scale developments, um, like building communities or eventually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, start, you know, in the lower end entitlements, um, you know, condo conversions, um, things like that. Okay. And what would you say is your superpower? I was thinking about this earlier and, um, all right, I'm going to mix two. Okay. And it's going to be, a I don't even know fair. how to say it, a vision, a very good visionary leader. Okay. If that makes sense. It does make sense. So I have, I have, you know, I have a great amount of faith. Everything that I do, I just, I just know I can accomplish it. Uh, there's never second guess in my mind. Mm-hmm at all and they're and that's just over the years of you know small wins small wins small wins and you start building that muscle in your mind of of just reassuring and reassuring your mind that you're winning so just constant wins well it's supreme confidence right yeah so now it's you're just going to figure it out yeah yeah absolutely i mean i don't sometimes i don't know how i'm going to get to a specific goal that i have but i know i'm going to get there right i give this example all the time it's like if you're driving from like la to new york you know, I don't know the exact way there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, you know, okay, 100 miles from now, I'm going to take a left. Or yeah. 300 miles, I'm going to take a right. Like, I don't know that. But there is Google Maps, and God is my Google Maps. So yeah. I know I'm going to get to that destination. So yeah. that when I set, set a go, I just I just know that. I just know I'll, I'll get there. Um, and then the visionary part, I just have a, I just have a huge, um, you know, eager to learn and, and just grow um, and just build something just amazing in this life. Awesome. Uh, Gabrielle wants to know, what would you guys do if the market takes a turn? So, um, so I wholesale 99%. I have two rehabs and that's just, uh, my dad's a contractor. So that helps. working, yeah, helping that. Yeah. Yeah. Get him up and going and, and have him crush it. Um, but for me, um, I mean, we buy wholesale. Yeah. <laughs> so plus very little risk. So I mean, if a house is worth you know two hundred, we get a thirty percent market correction. House is worth one forty, but it's not worth hundred, or it's not, it's not thirty percent on wholesale price. It's thirty percent of retail, right? So yeah. as a wholesale, you're pretty, you're pretty safe. Right. Yeah. Uh, what would you do if the market shifted though? Start seller finance, like seller crazy. Finance? Yeah. Creative structuring. Um, I mean, wholesale. I, you know, I, I've asked around and, you know, wholesaling does work. You just obviously base your numbers on different costs. Right. Yeah. So uh, this actually came up in a different uh, panel I was speaking on last week. And what they don't realize, like, mm-hmm. all you just do is you adjust what you buy at. People weren't paying 70% during oh, the recession. Yeah, yeah. They were paying like 50, right? Mm-hmm. So you just change your margins so that you can take into account the risk of a market continuing to go down yeah. and holding costs. At the yeah. end of the day, you need to make a certain amount. You make that amount. Yeah, yeah, right? I agree, one hundred percent. So, um, but it's a, it's a good question. Uh, all right, let's see what else is there. What lesson would you want to teach today's young real estate entrepreneurs? What lesson? Start now. I mean, start now. Like I said, marathon, not sprint. So, 
I mean, if you take, if you, even if you make a little bit of progress each and every single day, by the time you're 40 and you're young, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be way far ahead. So just start, just start now. Um, you know, if you're searching for that first deal, it's not going to come how you want it or when you want it. But if you, if you stay consistent in your marketing, your efforts, um, it's, it's going to come. Right. Yeah. All right. And what's the greatest lesson you've learned? The greatest lesson I've learned is, um, positive influence just hanging around with the winners mm-hmm. and uh, have to, I have to give them a shout out Sal and Carlos I mean we share an office I mean they I met them going on to my second year in business mm-hmm. and I wouldn't I wouldn't be this far ahead without them at all, all right Oops, sorry um, you know just having them and um, you know having them next door and you know just having a amazing influence from them and from others you know Rafael Vargas shout out right and uh, just very positive influence in my life. Like I don't, I hang out with winners and you know, Eagles fly with the Eagles and that's really yeah. what I do. So that's, that's one thing that I would say. Yeah. And I think it's the classic Jim Rohn saying, right? If you, you, if you show me the five people you hang out with, I'll tell you how much you make. Yeah. And it's true. I'll it's tell very you true. Your in, yeah. Your income. Yeah. Every, everything growth and personal development, it all correlates with who you hang out with. Right. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite, best or most interesting failure? Wow. Most best or interesting failure. I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's just one that just stands out, but it's just been just a like it it never came um there was no instant wins. Mm-hmm. There was just base hits, base hits, base hit, base hits. So for me it was just you know, just the whole entire journey. Um, yeah. I mean, on the personal side it was uh definitely taking a different turn in life, like, you know, parents divorcing and then feeling very alone and, you know, like I had no one there and then, you know, finding comfort in, in God and what he had planned for me. Cause if, if, I mean, there, I can go on for hours on my story, but, um, if certain things didn't happen in my life, I wouldn't be on this path. Right. So there, I mean, literally split second decisions, like enlisting for the Navy, I was ready to go. And Jalen actually convinced me not to go. Yeah. And I mean, even then, like it took me an extra five months to get a deal. But that like moment, um, I mean, I think I would still be in there right now. Yeah. And God bless our <laughs> troops, of course. But right. Just had a different path. Uh, Peter Nguyen has a question about what are the ways that you believe you could add some add value to someone's business? So let's say you know, we're going back to that mentoring question earlier in our conversation. On a what? On a consulting, on a marketing standpoint? Uh, I'm brand new. I want to work with Alex. I w- in order to work with Alex, I got to add value to Alex's life, right? Or business. Yeah. How do I do that as a newbie? Add value to, to me. Yeah. Uh, just share my content. <laughs> just, <laughs> just get more. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, because you're not the only one in need. There's mm-hmm. thousands of people out there that are in need. So if I can get that extra share, that might reach that person that maybe is thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. doing something bad to themselves. That's, that's, I mean, that means a lot to me. All right. So just, yeah. Okay. Uh, What's the what book have you given more than any other book? Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. I, yeah. I have copies just ready to <laughs> <Yeah>. ready to go. <laughs> it's yeah. it's an amazing book. T. Harvacker, it's that's 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 an awesome awesome book. Yeah, it's uh, I mean I love the programming aspect in that book has re- really changed my life because I started thinking like okay why do I make money and don't keep it okay mm-hmm. why why does this happen why does that happen and yeah. then you start realizing like this is what I was taught you know. You know, money's the root of all evil. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just really just switching switching the programming up. Yeah. Um and just having a foundation to build on, you know, for you know, for true wealth. Yeah, for sure. And what keeps you up at night? Good question. Constant growth, like wanting like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Um, just thinking about the next thing to do. And like I said, it's it's blessing and a curse because mm-hmm. sometimes it, it derails you from your focus um, but for the most part it's just that's really what keeps me up like okay what can I do you know to add value to my team to people around me and um, you know just constantly thinking about the next thing to do which could be a good mm-hmm. and bad thing right yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the guys are asking about virtual wholesaling so uh, I'll go back to my question I think it's a John Martinez thing right it's the making offers remotely yeah uh, so why limit yourself to just these handful of states then if you want to be able to if you're doing virtual wholesaling more or less uh, 
I mean, there's so many different factors when it comes to that. Like you mm -hmm. need someone reliable in case you need a, an appointment. You know, you need solid buyers. You need, you know, solid title company. Um, so for me, it's just I I virtual wholesale in places where I know if I have a problem, you know, at three o'clock someone can be there by five. So, yeah. So that's why I, it's a question: Why haven't I expanded throughout? Yeah, that's that's the reason why. Plus, I like to stay focused in areas that I know. Okay, and Brian Sammons wants to know, uh, as a person who's already successful, what does future success look like? Constant growth. Uh, so, okay, so this is like what happened with me. So the first, I got into real estate thinking about myself only because mm -hmm. I hadn't, I, I felt you like didn't know I had no one. I, didn't, I had no one, no one helped, like no one really supported me. Like, you know, I, it's the constant story of no one believed in me. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone said I was dumb. Like, so that really happened to me. Uh, but the first year is like, I'm gonna do real estate, but I, I got in, I didn't get in it for the money, I got in it for freedom. My goal my first year was to make uh, $60,000 and play video games all day. I made 120 the first year and yeah. I played video games all day, but yeah. I stayed to the purpose. Um, and But it was all about myself. You know, I, I was chilling at home at my apartment, just really just by myself. And I started realizing like, dang, my mom's still working. My dad's still working. My best friends are, you know, in, from high school, they're at, you know, they're working. so. Um, start feeling very selfish and then it grew to okay I need to help those around me and my family yeah so the next year was about family and um, our business I mean my business just skyrocketed um, because it wasn't just about me it became about family mm -hmm. so I mean we went from 120 in revenue to 615 um, it's pretty one, good job. yeah one I mean from 19 to 20 years old so yeah, um, yeah we, we but that, that the reason for that is because it wasn't about me it was about others now it was about my family and my immediate you know, circle. Mm -hmm. um, and now this year, it's not just about my family or just me, it's about others and, and helping others, you know, help helping them up that next step. Um, yeah. So that's that's really it. So yeah, I mean, su success for me now is helping others. Is raising your impact. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Being a very positive and powerful influence. Um, and just, yeah, just giving, you know, people hope because I, I think we all need it. Even yeah. at, I mean, I have very high standards of success for mm -hmm. myself, but you know, I I still need hope. So I look up to bigger guys and just a constant, you know, looking up, looking up, <laughs> constant reaching. I, yeah. that's that's incredible. Uh, Max wants to know what's the one thing you would recommend to someone who's currently scaling their business. So they've had a little bit of success. They're trying to take it to the next level. Invest in marketing, um, yeah. but the right marketing. Um, I would suggest cold calling mm -hmm. with quality data, and. Um, and then just start reinvesting 15% of, of deals that you get. Yeah. And then you grow that that marketing budget. If you don't, if you're a one man team, um, you know, um, you know, get you know 50k in deals saved up, and uh, make that first hire. Which I think it should. You know, I, I always think it should be a sales guy. Right. So acquisitions to get more offers because you can only make so offers during the day, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get that acquisitions manager to do that, you know, with you or for you. Um, that'll really just expand your um, your deal flow. So let's talk about the acquisitions guy. What would you pay that guy? So I paid my first uh, guy, Andy, I paid him 2000 a month mm -hmm. and 5% um, off on deals. Um, and he quit the, quit his job and he worked for 2000. And then now it's, it's strictly commission, uh, but there is a draw, um, but we're cranking deals out that the draw is rarely there, you know? So what's the, Commission, ten percent gross. Ten percent yeah. of gross. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Gabrielle wants to know. I'm sorry, Gabriel wants to know. What does your daily routine look like? So uh, I switched up my daily routine. So the last say month and a half, I've been waking up at four thirty, mm -hmm. and uh, I've been keeping it consistent. And um, so I wake up. I, I have a personal trainer at five. I'm just really trying to become elite in all areas of my life. Yeah. Uh, so I wake up. At, you know, I wake up four thirty. I, I go to the gym at five get back like 6.30, sometimes seven, you know, my buddy Elijah, you know, he's Elijah Rubin, so he's, he works out with me in the morning, so we'll, oh, really? we'll mastermind after. I still need to connect with him. Yeah, yeah we'll mastermind after the session, and um, and then I, I get I get home and drink my shake and, and uh, you know, get ready for the office. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's pretty much office, office day, and I head home maybe seven, eight, and uh, start it all over again. We gotta do a. <laughs> we gotta reach out to Hal Elrod and do a miracle morning for wholesalers. Yeah, that'd be that'd be sweet. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what else is there? 
James Quan wants to know what's your offer to deal ratio. Uh, we are converting one in fifty leads, one in fifty qualified leads. Um, you said offer to deal ratio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean uh, one in fifty we're converting. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. There was there were some questions earlier. Let me see if I can pull them up. Um, so do you have like X number of deals? Or so this is Vic's asking your statistics. How many calls does it take to get a lead? How many leads does it take to get a deal? And I think we already talked about the least of the deal. So how many calls to get a lead? Uh, so it takes, uh, I would say 200 to 300 dials uh, to get one lead. Wow. One qualified lead, dials. Yeah. Now that's dials, not contacts. You're mm-hmm. probably reaching, if you're, I mean, if 10% of those. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 20 to 30. Uh, qualified and plus for me since I'm not a realtor or broker yeah I know hats off to you <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, we we don't qualify retail leads like that's something that we don't work with yeah okay and Daniel Prito wants to know how many offers are your acquisition people making a day they're making a hundred calls a day and that's a mix of uh, new new leads like mm-hmm. new untouched leads uh, new or just make offers that are we're still trying to get a hold of them and then follow up leads so you talk to them, do you make an offer no matter what? Yeah. So basically every conversation you have, you're making an offer. Yeah, so this is our sales process. So we have 15 agents, qualified leads. They, they're they constantly asking, you know, if, they're, if you're interested in a cash offer, in, interested in selling your home, grab the information, they submit it into a web form link uh, with Podio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then it gets tagged, need comps. Um, so then run our numbers. And so then the acquisitions, uh, all they have to do is they go in there and they have, you know, say 50 make offers for, for today. Mm-hmm. Um, so that initial phone call is always, hey, uh, you know, my name is Alex and uh, one of my agents actually reached out to you yesterday, a few days ago. And, um, you know, it's now a good time. And then they proceed with the offer. And what we do, we do, uh, so on the cold call leads, which is a huge tip here, because it took us a long time. Initially we were making offers, firm offers. So we would say we can do 105,500 cash. Mm-hmm. And then we never heard back from them. So I call, I call that closing the door. Yeah. <laughs> like you make the offering, you close it and you go hide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so now we make verbal offer ranges. Yeah. So instead of 105, we'll say, you know, uh, 95 to 105 or 110 or 100 to 110. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I call that keeping the door open for negotiation. Right. So we do offer ranges and uh, that works extremely well with cold callies because Remember, they're not calling you to sell, you're calling them. So mm-hmm. you have to convince, you know, not really convince, but you know, pitch on your value. Right. Um, so after you know, every, yeah, every new lead we make an offer and then they go into different tiers, um, you know, contacted, you know, follow up, you know, contacted, accepted offer, send contract. And it's happened a lot. And on the first call, it, I mean, we'll get off the phone with the contract. Right. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian Simons wants to know how many speeding tickets you got in the last month. Oh, oh so I, <laughs> I got I got the two cars, uh, the the R8 and then the uh, the X6, the BMW. And it's funny, um, I got the ticket in the BMW, not the R8, <laughs> <laughs> but I already got one ticket, and uh, I think it's my second. I think I got one like three years ago, so I think that's knocked off. Yeah. So just one, just one. <laughs> okay. Well, so you know, being the broker, I tell my salespeople, if you can't talk yourselves out of a ticket. You might not be in sales. Yeah, but when you're going, you know, <laughs> way over the speed limit, I'm not going to say it because, uh, but yeah, it's. Well, I got off with a warning cutting off an unmarked cop car going 105. Whoa. Yeah. I was, I was close to that. You know, it's, I was going to somewhere peaceful too. I was speed, I was going to Sedona. I was, I go out there, <laughs> meditate. Trying to relax. Yeah, trying to relax. And I got the ticket going there. So, But it honestly, it didn't ruin my day. Yeah. I never, I never, like the little stuff like that just, I mean. Like from like I never sweat the small things because like okay so like during high school right like you're like you're you're uh, you know you're uh, nervous and and uh, you know you're anticipating the test the next day mm-hmm. and like for me like one time I was like studying for a test all day and then I I, I woke up late for that class mm. and my day was over like yeah like oh I missed a test like what am I gonna do I'm freaking out but I mean think fast forward you know five years later like who gives a crap like right. you, it's it's in the past so like just don't sweat. Just move on. Yeah, because I mean, a year from now, you're gonna be, you're not gonna be thinking about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, worry about things you can't control, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, 
Rhett wants to know, a lot of people tell you not to make an offer first, let them bring up price first. Where do you stand on that concept? Great question. Um, so if the, so most of our cold callers, they're good at getting that number out of them. Mm -hmm. You know, so if we can pay cash, you know, what's the bottom line price that, um, you know, you would, you would sell the property for. And I would say, I mean, it's not that great. It's like 50% of sellers will tell you, mm -hmm. but most of them are just kind of waiting for that number. Um, Plus sometimes, I mean, I understand that, you know, there's a saying out there that, you know, 90% of sellers know what they want. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're calling sellers that have owned a property for 20 plus years and they mm -hmm. have no idea. Um, so we, uh, yeah, most, most of our offers are, you know, we say the number first. Interesting. So, um, and Sanad wants to know, where do you get your, your list? Okay. Um, uh, I get my list from list source. Um, Adam Data and um, Rebo Gateway. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So the other question I was asking you was, what pisses you off? Uh, when someone's too comfortable. <laughs> That's yeah. a good question. I was thinking about like what, what pisses me off? Because I don't sweat the small things. I really, yeah. I, you ask anybody around me, I'm the chillest, but I'm just very effective in what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm good at maximizing my time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when someone's too comfortable, when and I mean, even in my own family, like just when there's no vision, mm -hmm. you know, there's no uh, urge or need to really build themselves, not just for them, but for people around them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of people are selfish and I've been one of them. Like I'm telling you that first year, it was just all about myself. Yeah. Um, now it's like, com it's completely different. So is it a matter of them living below their potential? Not living a purposeful life. Okay. Yeah. That's what it, that's. It pisses me off. Yeah. yeah, it really, really grinds my gears. <laughs> so you're like your little brother sitting there playing the Xbox. You come, you just slap the control out of his hand. No, no, not not necessarily. <laughs> um, I mean, there has to be a balance, of course. Yeah. But when you just you get into this funk of just you know you get up, go to work, go to sleep, and you just do the same thing over and over, mm -hmm. and over again without impacting anyone's life. You're stuck just, in the rat race. Yeah, you're stuck in that, and it's like it's a bubble that I mean, sadly, a lot of people are. Um, are stuck in yeah and I, I think the easiest way to get out of that is just make it about others instead of yourself right you know why should I you know who should I do it for mm -hmm. not it's not just me and obviously you will benefit personally off that um, but that's been something huge for me that it's it's not just about me all right yeah. okay so um, if someone wants to get a hold of you what is the best way for them to do that uh, so if you have a uh, real estate question i would say youtube because mm -hmm. you know, I, I, i'm going to be prioritizing most of my time on there yeah um and then instagram uh instagram's a good one uh, and then just alex signs yeah. simple enough s-a-e-n-z yeah i paid for that name so i wanted to make did it really simple. i did yeah oh wow okay <laughs> it was worth it <laughs> awesome yeah. so again guys if you like this show Please share this episode right now, and please join me again next Wednesday at 2 o'clock. we got Brandon Tracy, and then don't forget, we do have the event tomorrow night. I don't know. Can you come tomorrow night? 4.30? Yeah, yeah I, can, I can make it. Yeah, yeah so Alex would be there. Uh, and then don't forget to check out our website, uh, realestatedisruptors.com, to find out more about our upcoming events. So thank you, guys, and thank you. That Appreciate was awesome. You, awesome.